Welcome, our fellow lovers of love, and thank you for joining us on yet another excursion through the stream of consciousness down the river of tranquility to fill the lake of life with love. Good evening, our fellow lovers of love. It's not quite Halloween yet, but that was the closest I can get to a Halloween voice. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> I really am. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got the costume. I got the pumpkin. It's not carved because I carve it too early every year, and, and it gets all fuzzy inside. So I'm waiting. And we still need candy, but too early, you know, and you eat half of it, and you have to go buy more. So, yeah, yeah. You're always hogging the middle of the screen tonight. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we have questions from Reddit as, as kind of an accidental celebration that we actually have a subreddit. Now, we haven't done anything with it yet, but we actually created one. Yeah. Like one was created this weekend. No, no, yesterday. Day before yesterday. One of those days. So there's a subreddit now for Late Night Love. Doesn't have anything in it, but it It exists. So there's that. So there, so you can now find us on Reddit, where we get all the questions. You can ask your questions of us on Reddit, if you would like. Okay. So, and that's what we are actually doing tonight. It was kind of an accidental coincidence. Celebration, yes. I didn't Dive realize. into Reddit, the ever-interesting Reddit. I'm not one to, to look at these questions. I didn't know we were doing a questions thing, because as a... I just I never get to them early. So we actually created the Reddit before I read this week's thing. Oh. So prep. So I didn't know we had we're doing a full Reddit show, a full question show. Anyway, so it's been a we got it's a what we're heading towards fall. Well, no, we're in fall, heading towards winter. We've got uh, Halloween coming up, which is always fun around around for the kids. That is the kids' holiday, to be honest. Yes, it is. Yeah, everybody thinks Christmas is the kids' holiday. No, it's not. Halloween's the kids' holiday. I mean, you're dressing up. How can it not be a kids' holiday? <laughs> you get to dress up and pretend to be whatever you want. It might be a big kid holiday, but it's a kid holiday. <laughs> so there it is. All right. Okay, so do you just want to dive into these questions tonight, or do we have any anything we want to start with? I didn't really think of anything today. I was taking a nap too long. Well, I didn't give myself a chance to sit and say, okay, what do I have now? I didn't have it. The world is unsettled, and I just hope for peace. Yeah, it's it's unsettling times, and, you know... Sadly, these things come and go. It is a curse of human history. And sadly, it will be a curse of human future. But what we can do is spread love. You know, if you can't do anything else, you can spread love. So let's just try to do that as we, you know, as we pray and hope for the best that everybody finds peace. As sooner rather than later. Okay, let's just start into, we got relationships. Okay. Talk about wanting peace sooner rather than later. 
Okay. All right. I, 29 female, withdrew wife privileges from my boyfriend, 31 male, because he won't propose. Now he's mad. Why? Well, because you made an arbitrary change to the relationship agreement based upon something that you were trying to f- manipulate him into doing that he doesn't want to do. The, the thing to do is to find out why. Many men today just don't want to sign the legal paperwork. They don't mind having the emotional commitment. They just don't want to get into the legal paperwork. It gains them nothing. They're going to have to go through the same badness whether they sign the paper or not. So it gains them nothing. That's what's happening to men that age these days. So is it the commitment he's afraid of or is he just not doesn't want the government involved in his relationships? That's a growing trend. And so the, the trick is to find out what it is. But you're trying to manip- you're trying to use sex to manipulate them into proposing to you. And that's a bad way to start a relationship. <laughs> A marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, of course he's mad, but, you know, that's a good way to end a relationship. And maybe it needs to. Maybe you guys aren't meant to be. Or maybe you need to redefine marriage. So, there's another answer for you. Okay, what's next? My wife, 25 female, wants me, 29 male, to have a vasectomy so she won't continue you to use contraceptive planning methods. But I may want to have children in the future. Is there a compromise here? Okay. Or condom. Yeah, take it on yourself. Yeah. And she doesn't like it. You know, no one should be forcing people into medical procedures. So, you know, there's that. So, yeah, that's the thing. Take it on yourself. There's your answer. Okay, what's next? Those are easy. Okay. My 36 female daughter, 18 female friend, 18 female, stole a $4,900 watch from my husband, 56 male, and we don't know how to tell her parents. Okay, do you, like, know for sure, or are you guessing? No, for sure. They know for sure? Well, then you just have to tell her parents. But at 18, you're doing her a favor by talking to her parents. Yeah, and not calling the cops. Yeah. So, I mean, that's your choice. Do you rather talk to her parents or do you rather talk to the police and let the police do it? Because that's your other option. And what's your daughter going to think about that? So, yeah, there's no great way to to tell you to do it. It's just it's something that you have to be done. You know, and if you're not up for it, then that's what the police are for, sadly. Okay, what's next? My 33 male wife, 32 female, gave me permission to sleep with other women. Should I take her offer? No, you should get a marriage counselor. Or a divorce divorce lawyer getting on speed dial because that's coming next. She's checked out the marriage is what she's done. Now maybe she's overwhelmed. You know, too many kids running around. 
two job, too many jobs, whatever, and she's simply overwhelmed, and that's what's what she thinks she's is a solution, which is why you need a marriage counselor, or maybe she needs a counselor. But yeah, that's a it's a big red flag of trouble, is what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so the 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 advice is to reduce her stress and find counseling for. You know, both of you, and maybe both of you, individually and as a couple. As a couple, yeah. Yeah, it may be. A, you know, or it's you're going to start, because that's just the, what, seventh, eighth step to, to dissolution of the relationship. So you're already well down the path. You just don't know it. And don't ignore the sign. It's not over. It's, you, got, you still can fix it. So don't let the short-sightedness of, of immediate pleasure blind you to what's really going on. Okay. Good what's, advice. What's next? My 33 male fiance is not speaking to me, 31 female, because I was too inebriated for intercourse. What do I do now? I have a suspicion it's not that simple. What has happened is he... He was anticipating a night of, of you know, adult entertainment, shall we say. And, you know, probably at least all day, if not maybe all week. And then you went and got yourself, you know, overly drunk. And that's what he's absolutely upset about. And it's not the thing itself. It's, you know, he had built up this thing of anticipation and then, which you knew about. And then you went and overindulged yourself. Yeah, so he's disappointed and hurt. That's what that is. And, you know, depending upon your actions leading up to that, if you had promised him a good fun night and then you went and over overindulged and you're, you know, spent the night hugging the toilet, I think someone has a right to be a little upset. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he'll get over it, so just let him be for a couple of days. He'll be fine. But, you know, maybe next time don't promise something you don't plan on. And everybody can have a change of a mood or a headache or something. That's fine. But overindulging is kind of a different thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Miss the mark on that one. She did. Yeah, would be my yeah. guess. Yeah. My boyfriend, 32 male, wants to propose to me, 29 female, at the same luxury resort spa hotel that he went regularly with his ex. Won't he be thinking of her? No, he won't, but you will, so go somewhere else. <laughs> That's my suggestion. Men don't think like that. They don't attach those two things. We're, we're not women. But you will be thinking of, of that. So that's enough to want to, to have him move it somewhere else. So there. There you go. Okay. Yeah. 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 He can find a similar experience somewhere else. There's lots of places. He's just the one he knows. It's the one he's comfortable with. He probably has, if I were to take a guess, he has some form of social anxiety. Right? Some, and so he's going somewhere familiar to reduce that. No, suck it up, Buttercup. You know, there's there's a handful of times where you've got to suck it up, and that's one of them. So yeah, he should go somewhere else. 
Okay, what's next? How do I, 20, 20 female, tell my friend, 20 males, that he needs to stop seeing me as his future wife? You just have to tell him. And you can't be... There's no soft way to say that. And here's the thing. You're going to have to stop acting like there might be some kind of chance. And it's probably not deliberate. Don't get me wrong. But if you go through and, and you go through your own behaviors, you probably treat him maybe not quite like a boyfriend, but someone who, you know, you spend time with that you, you know, you like to go shopping with and do those kinds of things with. And it, it sends mixed messages to some people, especially the young. So just, you're going to have to just be blunt. It's best for both of you. And then follow through on your own behavior. Don't spend as much time. Find someone else to, to lean on when you need someone to lean on. And you're actually being kind. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really, it's being kind. It's letting him move on. It's just it's difficult. It's hard to do because it feels mean, but it's not. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what's the next? What do I, 20, 25 male, say to my girlfriend, 23 female, when I try to wake up with her and she says she'll end up in the mental hospital? Well, that's, sadly, that's not your, um, your responsibility at that stage. I mean, she could be trying to manipulate her, manipulate her. It may, may very well be true. So maybe the, you, you have to make that judgment and then the, you know, your responsible thing to do would be to notify your family or something. So they're prepared, but most of the time, those things are simply emotional blackmail to get you to stay, which is another big red flag is why you should be leaving. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there. It's a tough one. It, it may very well be true that she will have a difficult emotional time after the breakup, but that's not your responsibility. You do not, you know, if, if the relationship isn't working, then it's not working. It's best. It's bad for both of you. So. Yeah, you're going to have to do it, but what you may want to do is, you know, tell her family, her best friend, or somebody first, so they're prepared to help her through the difficult time. Yes. That would be the kindest thing to do. Or if she, if you know she's just trying to manipulate her, manipulate you, just walk away, and she'll deal with it. Or not. So, <laughs> somewhere or another. All right, so what's next? Parenting. Oh, okay. Okay, stranger kissed my 20-month-old on the mouth. Why did she think it was okay? It's a cultural thing. There are some cultures where that's what's done. And so my would be my guess. She's probably older with another one. Yeah. Elderly. And so it's just a cultural thing. It's what they did what happened to them and so that's what they do it's what they've always done and you know there is a barring other issues aside you know the the exposing children to to a wide variety of germs when they're young builds healthy immune systems 
it's probably silly in this modern day and age when it's there's too many, you know, wide variety. But back in the days when it was a tribal village, it probably wasn't a bad idea to kind of expose. But small villages and small communities, it probably wasn't such yes. a bad idea to expose them to the, all of the the um, germs that was being carried around. But with everybody worldwide now, it, it's yeah, in massive, big, huge cities, it's probably not the same thing. So, so no, it's not okay, but. It's probably there was no malintention or anything. It's just a cultural tradition. So, what are you gonna do? Okay. Pulling kids out of school for vacation, yay or nay? But what you you asking me? Yes, pull school is a not you know. Okay. Modern public schools are not what's best way to educate the kids and you, they can get a better education on a vacation they can learn more than they can in that week or two at school so yeah take your kid on vacation that time with your family is more important that time and that educational loss as they call it is fictional it's not a race and quite frankly the, the uh, public schools go so slow in education that two weeks you're not actually missing anything so that'd be my suggestion. That time with your family is more important than that seat time in the classroom that's not going to be spent with your child anyway. So, yeah. Teach them about the history of the places you go, and you'll have a much more well-rounded child. Okay, so what's next? What time does your six-year-old go to bed? This child is getting up at 10 and goes to bed at 8, gets up around 10, is up until 2. So he goes to bed at 8 in the evening, gets up two hours later. So essentially he takes a nap. Yeah. He takes a very late nap and then stays up for a couple. Well, then what time does he get up in the morning? Well, that's just it. Having trouble getting up for school. Uh, again, back to this, having your child having to accommodate the school schedule rather than the school accommodate your child's schedule. The problem is you probably have a night owl. It's a natural thing. You're going to be fighting this your whole, whole stinking life. And I don't, there's never found a good strategy yet. I've got three of them. <laughs> Plus I am one. I don't have a good strategy yet. The only strategy that ever worked and it doesn't work on a six-year-old, is is that they're going to have to get up. They can stay up and do it whatever, as late as they ever want. They can have all that kind of freedom, but they have to get up and and be ready to go on about the day. And you give them complete control of their schedule, and they will manage it, but not at six. And, so, and it's that nap thing. So maybe he needs a nap when he gets first gets home and he's not taking a nap in the afternoon, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would be my guess, but I don't know. Three night owls, there's no way. You're never going to get those children to have that natural schedule that we want. It's just not. It's not going to happen. They're going to have to learn to cope. But they can't do that at six years old. They don't have the capacity. So just try and get them to take that nap earlier. It's my best guess. How's that? Yeah. 
that, that's a terrible answer, but that's the best one I've got. Okay, what's next? Am I a bad parent for not spending Halloween with my daughter? Okay. Look at the, context. The little girl is eight. She's spending two weeks with her grandmother in another city, which is a seven-hour drive away. That she she would barely get to be able to spend time with the child no, wait, before no, wait, no. she has to the, be the, back at to the, work. At, at this point, the answer is actually easy as pie. No, you think the child is out visiting, having a wonderful experience with having Halloween with her grandparents. Let her have it. Let her have it. That's my suggestion. You're not being a bad parent. You're letting her experience life. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to be there for every life event. <laughs> you know, grandparents are great stand-ins for these things. It's okay. <laughs> you know, children need to have experienced life on their own without you by their side. That's part of growing. It's part of growing up. Let them do it. I know it's hard. You want to be there, especially for mothers. Fathers are much easier about this. Yeah, you'd be fine. <laughs> but, but this is very difficult for mothers. So, but you'll be fine. She's let her enjoy the experience. And maybe you find something to do. You know, there's probably a community center who needs someone to help hand out candy or something. So go try and volunteer some time if you're feeling guilty. And so there's, there's that. That's a good one. Okay, what's next? Did you regret having more babies after your kids reached an independent age? She's got teenagers and she's got baby fever. Oh, that's an energy question. It's. I wouldn't say I've, I've never regretted having children, so that would be my my uh, my answer to that. But. It's an energy question. Do you think you're going to have the energy to have a teenager in 15 years? That's the question. You're raising teenagers now. Are you going to have the energy in 15 years to do that again? So that's a question to sit down and ask yourself when you deal with baby fever. If so, go for it, man. I'll never tell someone who wants to have a child who's good, who's committed to raising a, a good human being to not have one. The world needs more of that. But at that space, think, think it through. Because I wouldn't want to have, like, be at 35 and having a new kid. That means at 50, having teenagers now. Oh, my God, no way. I wouldn't want teenagers now. <laughs> I just wouldn't. I love children, but I wouldn't want teenagers now. No, we got, we're in the grand, grandparent mode, dude. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> So that's what you want to think about, is think of 15, 16, 18 years in the future. And kind of think of your energy level. All right, what's next? What is the best way to respond to a whiny toddler? Don't. They learn to manage themselves. Now, it depends on conditions. Let's be honest. If the toddler is whiny because they're tired, they're overstimulated because you've been out all day, and whatnot, you know, show you some compassion <laughs> and, you know, you know, get them a can, get them some ice cream or something to boost their spirits up until you can get them across the finish line. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but if it's just a child who's whiny just to be whiny, you know, the proverbial throwing a fit in the grocery store kind of thing, 
No, the best way to deal with that is ignore it because you reward the behavior and you're just going to get more of it. So now you don't want to punish it either, right? Because they're just expressing themselves. So, so the thing is to, to treat it with the, you know, proper amount of, let's see how we say response given the situation. Cause sometimes, Hey man, sometimes everybody's whiny. You have whiny days, right? You just want someone to give you a candy bar and go tell you to go lay down and watch a movie. Great. You know, it's, 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 it's fine. But so it kind of depends on the situation. So, and you know, your toddler, you know, if they're just tired and overstimulated and they need, you know, get sent somewhere quiet and you know, calm down. And sometimes they're just being a little beanie head and, and there's nothing you can really do, but let them be a little beanie head, you know, put up the baby gate or whatever and yeah, go be in there and whine. All right. What's next? Did anyone ever take your baby on a crawl? What, like a pub crawl? No. <laughs> what the heck? I don't... Apparently, when her babies were like seven, eight months old and uh-huh. they were crawling, uh-huh. she'd take them on a crawl around the neighborhood. Oh, God, no. Yeah, how long that would take? It's like taking a, taking a, a turtle for a walk. Why would you do that? No, you might take them outside and let them crawl around on the grass or or something, even though babies generally don't like grass. But, you know, no, what are you going to do? Have them crawl around on the sidewalk? Lord, they're poor knees. You're going to get bad knees soon enough, man. <laughs> Leave them core creatures alone. Um, no, I've never taken my baby out on a crawl. No. No, no. Walk around the yard. That's about it. Now, maybe the in a in an apartment complex, and you know you're taking them out and up and down. But I no, I can't see you taking a baby out and walking around the block with a baby crawling. That I don't think that's something a baby can do, frankly. All right, what's next? Last one: credit or debit card for teenager? A prepaid debit credit card thing is which if you want to get it to them. Or you put, really, you can put, um, for, for most of these things, you give them the app on their phone, and they have a limit. But, yeah, give them a limit. Yeah, they're going to need to learn how to access to deal with these things anyway. So prepaid card is a good way to start. Okay. What's next? We got- Hold on, I had a glitch. Ah. Manager wants me to take my unpaid lunch while attending a customer lunch. Legal? Wait. Okay. So move one. We've moved on to parenting to uh, to work. To questions. work questions. Yeah. Okay. So his manager wants him to take his lunch while attending a customer lunch. Well, it depends on. Well, it depends on circumstances. Are you required to be at this customer lunch, or is it just kind of they're giving a lunch and people can come by if they want? So it really depends if it's a voluntary or mandatory thing, because it may just be your lunch, and, and right, it really kind of depends on circumstances. Mm-hmm. There's no direct answer. If you you have to be at that lunch, 
like for a sales meeting or something, and it's a sales lunch, well, then no, you're getting paid for it. But if a customer, if they're having a lunch, right, and customers can come in and sit down and have lunch. and Appreciation day. Yeah, like a customer appreciation day, and, and you as an employee are able to take advantage and go have your lunch there at that lunch. Well, then you're just having lunch. <laughs> you're not actually performing any work functions. You're just eating lunch. So it really depends. But you just want one. Then don't go to the lunch. If you have to, look, if it's just like at a customer appreciation, then you don't have to be at that at the function. If you have to be at the function, then it's a different story. Right? If you if you just say, hey, come in and have lunch, you can, you're able to come in and have lunch with the customers. If you now I'm going to Burger King instead, well, that's fine. You can go to Burger King instead and take your lunch. Now, if you're required to go, that's a whole different, that's a, that's the different issue. It's the kind of the requirement thing. Mm. You know, is it a work function or is it just offered? That's the difference. You know, if you can go to, if you can go to, if you're free to go to Burger King and not have to go to that thing for your lunch period, then yeah, fine. But if you have to go to that thing during your lunch period, then, and there is some gray areas. Talk to a lawyer, not Reddit, and don't ask me. Because then there's probably a little gray area that's depending upon circumstances. So we are not lawyers. Find one. Well, I got another legal question. Oh, yeah. They took my vacation days. Is this legal? What do you mean they took them? Well, she got another position within the company, and they made her, like, start over. Did she Did she go from a... Uh, Hourly position to a management position? No. Because that will happen if you go from an hour. Did she go from like one department to another department? Yeah. The department probably have different policies regarding regarding vacation days. And the other thing is you can well, here's the thing. You can lose your vacation days if you don't use them. Right? And so if they started over your year... What you should have done is taken your vacation before you accepted a new job, but if you didn't know. Is it legal? Probably, it, depending upon the state, though. But, you, again, you're going to have to check with a lawyer or the state, and it probably depends on circumstances. But, you know, if you didn't use your vacation days in a year, you can lose them. Trust me, I know. I think I lost mine. So <laughs> I think I used I think I used most of them. I think I only lost like one. So anyway, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. All right. Do you put off an opportunity for some not much needed rest? Okay, backstory. Uh, um Well the answer is yes, but he got fired and he was looking he was kinda glad because it was a really tense position. Mm -hmm. A lot of stress. So, but, of course, he started right away putting out feelers. Uh-huh. And one person jumped on him, really enthusiastic, mm -hmm. and offered him a job. Yeah. But they wanted to start in two weeks, and he wants to take a month off. Banging on the table is going to come through. Sorry. 
Um, well, you know, the two weeks is probably a good compromise. Take the two weeks off. And it really depends on the job. Do you want the job? Then the two weeks would be a good compromise. Just, you know, as long as you get that time off, I think the month is arbitrary. <laughs> you know, the, the time limit is kind of arbitrary. But also, you don't necessarily need to jump at the first opportunity, except it's not the best economic conditions, so maybe you do. So there's no straight answer. But I would say that, you know, be, be very careful to turn down an opportunity that you would otherwise take because you have set this arbitrary goal of a month off. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You've got two weeks. You know, use those wisely. And maybe negotiate. Say, hey, okay, but... I need another week off in six weeks. I need another week after that. And, you know, there's things you can do. There's time off you can take. Manage your time off better. Going down the future is, you know, probably a good discussion to have now. But, yeah, that's the question. But my my suggestion is don't necessarily turn down an offer you would otherwise take because you have an arbitrary date. I completely agree needing to take a couple of times off, but two weeks seems. That's a pretty long, that's a, that's a nice. That's a nice thing. You've a already nice had a couple of days, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you're already into three, three weeks by the time all this things. So, you know, don't turn it down because of that arbitrary thing. All right. 90 day per day, 90 day probationary period being extended. What are the ramifications? Well, one, it means they don't quite know if they want to hire you yet or the economic conditions of the company have changed and they don't know if your position is going to be there going down the road. So start looking for another job. That's your ramifications right there. It's a big red sign that they didn't want to commit to you for some reason. So be prepared for that and start looking. All right, what's next? How can I report my workplace for not disclosing union rep contact info? Well, isn't there a hotline? Doesn't uh, each state? Well, they probably all have their state, but if you're a union rep, just call the union and ask who your rep is. Don't make a don't make a big ass huge ordeal out of it when you have an easy way to find out. Just call your union and ask them. And let your union deal with it. <laughs> That's who you actually call to deal with that. You report it to your union. Now you can't find your union rep. That's fine. But you contact your union. Actually, your union should have probably told you who your union rep was. So just contact the union directly. Contact the local union directly. You know, Let them make the big deal out of it. That's why they exist. <laughs> That's the whole point of having your union. <laughs> so just contact them. You know, Google will look it up for you if you don't know. <laughs> if you don't know what your local union, if you know your local union number thing, then, yeah, call them. All right, what's next? What reason to give for leaving my current job? He doesn't want to say to them that your management sucks. Tell them your management sucks. 
Okay. The way to say that is it's not a cultural fit. Everybody knows what that means. So you can tell them it's not a cultural fit and you're moving on to different opportunities. There you go. They don't need to know the reason. It's not their business. So, so that's it. You don't have to tell them anything. You just have to tell them you're quitting. You don't even legally have to do that. You can really just kind of walk away. But and you, as a responsible human being, you want to give some kind of reason. I understand that. So it's not a cultural fit. You're leaving for upper, different opportunities, and everybody knows the code words. All right. So what's next? Uh, this is. I didn't notice this, but this is the same question. Putting reasons on your notice. Oh. Yeah, well, you can if you want to. I mean, but you don't have to. So, I mean, it depends. You know, if you're leaving because someone else is paying you more, you don't have to tell them that. You tell them you're leaving for, for you know, different opportunities. Yeah, if you're leaving because your direct supervisor is a pain in the butt and you can't stand them, they make everybody's life miserable, you may want to say something. <laughs> You know, it, so it really kind of depends. All right, what's next? Have you ever been pushed out rather than sacked? Well, yes, they would love to push you out rather than fire you because it's harder to get uh, unemployment benefits if you quit. If, well, if they fire you, unemployment benefits are easy to get. So they want to push you out. So if these people are treating you bad, it means they are looking for you to quit. If they're trying to make you quit, if you think they're trying to make you quit, they probably are. And so the question is to look for another job or to make them fire you. Which neither one is the greatest thing on on the planet, quite frankly. All right, so what's next? Do men have a version of lingerie? What the heck did we get? Oh. We're moving into sex questions. Oh, okay. Good Lord. Hopping around there. All right. Cool. We got 20 minutes out of work. All right. What's next? Oh. Do men have a version of lingerie? Um, no. We, we don't. Well, I mean, some of us do. Don't get me wrong. But as a, as a generic rule of thumb... Speedos, maybe, but no, because we all wear different things. Some wear boxers, some wear nothing. So I suppose naked is our our version of lingerie. <laughs> or a tuxedo, you could say, is our version of lingerie. Oh, that's hot. Just saying. <laughs> there, there, there is. It's not really lingerie, but it's what works. <laughs> <laughs> So there is that. So there's another way to go. So I maybe depending upon your definition of lingerie. How's that? <laughs> okay, what's next? I'd like to see you in a tuxedo. Uh, only if I get to wear a purple a purple tux with the top hat. All right. Quickies without foreplay. How do they work for you? Well, that's the only way quickies work. By definition. Once you get into foreplay, it's no longer a quickie. By the way, just pointing out. It's, it's, it's 
So yeah, you pretty much agree. You just you got twenty minutes, and you're just gonna go at it. Yeah, yeah. So there's no foreplay. There's there's none. Of, that's the whole point of a quickie. Is is you you don't usually don't have time for any of that stuff. <laughs> you try and work it in while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. But that's not foreplay. That's just it. So yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the definition of a quickie, and maybe your, you know, maybe your definition of a quickie is different. I suppose. All right, what's next? What does it mean to beg during sex? That's a good question, actually. It's, well, I think there it's there's different layers, different levels. Well, there, I mean, are we talking? Uh, uh, a polite, you know, oh, baby, I want you now. Please give it to me. Are we talking about yeah, because you I, know, I, BDSM? I, I mean, how far on the, on the wide range of scale of human sexuality, there's a lot of different ways to beg. And so, <laughs> and thought a lot of different reasons to beg. So, you know, there's a lot of people who beg their partner just for sex. So, you know, I, what are you talking about? Yeah, it really depends. So what does it mean? It really depends on your relationship situation factors and what you're going for on that particular evening. How's that? Very nicely done, Doc. Yeah, we need better. We need more detail to give a more detailed answer. Okay. Is it okay for people to slap your face during sex? If you she, like it. She had a she had to do just do it out of nowhere. Oh, well, some people like that, but only if you like it. Now, I, my guess is there's not all that many that like it, but some people do, and otherwise, no. It's never okay to do something that you, the person doesn't want to do, unless that's what you like to do. That's a whole other. That's a whole other. And they agree to you, like, yeah, 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 do what yeah. they don't want. Oh, yeah, yeah. To do. <laughs> no, no, God, my head's exploding. Um, <laughs> but so the in this particular instance, no, you don't just do that out the blue. That's that's wrong. Uh, but is it okay? In if everybody agrees to it, then yes. But in this situation, the answer is no. How's that? The, no, the doesn't seem like you like it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it was a, a mutually agreed upon experience. You could actually claim that would be assault, but it's more likely someone just being selfish and moronic and hoping that you were into that kind of thing. Maybe you got a signals crossed. Maybe she likes a good spank on the behind and an aggressive spank on the behind, and his experience has, well, the person who likes that likes it farther and he yeah it's entirely possible or he's a jackass there's the other answer to that right you know he's an abusive jackass and that's the first signal that there you really could go the whole bag gamut in between there. you really could okay okay this is a complaint okay every male switch that i dated turns to to complete submissive Yes, because many submissives learn to switch because necessity rather than desire. And so when they find somebody who is who can you know feed their submissive desires, they will naturally revert to it. 
And that's what it is. It's not all of them. I mean, but, yeah, that's what happens. So. Yeah. Stop dating switches. Yeah. It's, it, sadly, everybody, it's, you know, it, it, people need to be more, everybody needs to be more open about what they actually like and prefer. But it is kind of the nature of the beast, quite frankly. So it's something you just have to kind of deal with. Okay, what's next? Does a healthy sex life just stop at one point in a relationship? Well, does it just stop? No. But relation, healthy relationships evolve. You know, we all get older. Sex becomes vastly different, has a vastly different meaning in a relationship as the years and decades. When you're 20. Yeah, yeah as they wind on, right? You don't have the same, the same drives. There's just not. And, you know, you're older, your knees hurt, your back hurts. You know, just tired, you're stressed, you know, all the various things that come along with life. Medical issues of various kinds, you know, someone's always constantly dealing with blah, 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 blah. And that's what happens as it has related. It's not, it's not that sex has a lower role. It's just, it's, you've moved past that point of your life where that's the biggest thing, where there's such a human drive for it. Right, and you move on to it. the rest of your life is more important. It, it has a, what would say, a more realistic place in your life for the time of your life. Hey, man, we need that drive when you're 20 and 30s. Otherwise, people wouldn't have kids. And, no, and, you and, wouldn't. Anyway. The species would have died out a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, life is like this for a reason, and but it's... It's because natural selection and evolution, and it, it just kind of works. So it doesn't, it doesn't have to stop. Lots of people have, you know, a good, robust, healthy, unhealthy sex life in their older age. What is it? Those retirement communities in Florida have the highest STD rates in the country. <laughs> the old people, retired people are getting it on. So, you know... <laughs> Hey, it, surround yourself with like-minded people and you can have like-minded fun. Okay, what's next? Can oral sex pass on disease if no condom is used on a man? Well, yeah. Yeah? Anything that transfers anything, really. I mean, you could argue that certain diseases are harder to transfer that way, and this is true. So you're picking, you're picking <laughs> which things you're likely to get or not. So, I don't do, but yeah, it's if you are touching another human being, and if you are, you know, getting intimate with another human being, you have a risk of transferring things back and forth. That's what happens. So, even with their condom on, quite frankly. Condoms don't protect against everything. So. Yeah. It is what it is. All right. What's next? Okay. I miss sex, but I don't even feel like that masturbating. What's going on? Um, depression, maybe. A bit of depression. 
Yeah. Maybe masturbating isn't a uh, emotionally empty experience at the moment, so you're not in the mood for it, which is perfectly natural as well. But my guess would be, you know, something of depression or something like that. About a depression. Doesn't have to be a severe bout of depression. Just like, you know. Going through the blues. That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It happens sometimes. It happens, yeah. Don't overthink it. You know, things change, life changes, we all change as we Hormones. Yeah. 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 And stress. You know, you're and you're feeling lonely. You admit you were feeling lonely. So maybe that loneliness is overwhelming your desire for self-pleasure. Just live with it for a few days. It'll move on. Yeah. You'll find you'll become comfortable with yourself again. That's one of the hardest parts when moving on from a relationship really is becoming comfortable with yourself as its own entity. Right. You've had a, you haven't existed. You know, when you when a couple splits up, when a partnership splits up, you haven't existed as a person, as a single person for a while. You know, everything's been about the unit, and now all of a sudden you have to exist within yourself again. You don't have that other thing to balance yourself against. It's all you, and it takes some time to learn to live with that. So. Take some time to learn with, to live with that. That's a guess based upon the question, but yes, <laughs> but, but it's a but it's good advice for anybody who's in the middle of a life change, whether it's a business partnership has evolved, or a life partnership has evolved, or even just a six month relationship has changed. You know, just enough time for you to start thinking as an us rather than a me. And it, uh, it's a hard transition, getting back to a, to me. But it's also a necessary one so you can move on and grow and become the person you want to be. And with that, we are going to end early tonight. We're, uh, we didn't quite have enough questions, or I answered them fast tonight. Well, we went through the, um, through the sex questions pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you can, a reminder, I don't even have our thing. I think it's Late Night Love. I think it's the Reddit, subreddit is just Late Night Love. I think you can find us there. Yeah, we have a question. We have done nothing to it yet, so none of us know how to use Reddit, so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be. I just found out about it. I don't really know how I feel about it. Yeah, well, we're going to find out how to, what we should do with it. So. Okay. All right, that's it. So you can find us. At LateNightLove.us, you can send us your own questions at love at LateNightLove.us. You can find us on your various social media platforms. And I think we're caught up. No, no, we're not caught up. Spotify isn't caught up. Anyway, we'll be caught up this weekend. So I'm getting everything caught up. Great. Okay. Anyway, good night. Please remember to love everybody.